This is the Portside Pod, the official podcast of the Stockton Ports. I'm the voice of the Ports, Alex Jensen, and on today's episode, Bobby Crosby describes how he got into coaching, his managing style and Stockton coaching staff, continuity in the A's system, and much more in part one of our conversation with the new Ports skipper. During these trying times, Chase Chevrolet is still open and here to serve you. With their Easy Pass service, you can shop online and have your new pre-owned vehicle delivered right to your door. Learn more at chasechevrolet.com slash easypass. All right, on this episode, we're getting to know first-year Stockton Ports manager Bobby Crosby, who's kind enough to, uh, to take some time. Bobby, it's, it's good to meet you. We're, we're meeting at a, a time where we have to kind of socially distance here, so I don't get to shake your hand. Uh, but it's good to like meet you face to face at least over Zoom. I really appreciate I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, of course, Alex. Yeah, it's it's good to meet you too. I'm uh, I wish we were doing something different right now, but um, you know that's what we have to deal with right now. So working through it. I, I think we all do, right? And hopefully, at least this conversation can uh, kind of take our minds away from what's been going on recently and uh, escape to a better place and talking about baseball and. And, and at least have some sense of normalcy. I think that's, uh, that's what I've enjoyed most about, about doing this is, you know, having some sense of normalcy, being able to talk about baseball with, with other baseball people. I think that's where I have most fun. Yeah, I mean, anytime uh, anything baseball related is on TV here, if it's old baseball games or if it's anything, I'm, you know, I'm all in on it. So it's, uh, you know, I'm glad people can, can listen to you and we can talk and, and give them some kind of, hopefully entertainment or some kind of info so so they can you know get a little baseball in their lives we all need it right now well I'm glad we're getting a chance to get to uh, get to know you Skipper I mean uh, obviously this, this is going to be your first year upcoming managing in uh, in affiliated baseball uh, but before before we get there how have you been kind of occupying your days thus far uh, not doing much um, honestly I just been been laying low in the place I'm staying at um, I really um, just trying to kind of follow the guidelines everybody else is doing, just doing puzzles, uh, being on my phone way too much, I guess, um, watching TV, watching movies. So um, nothing too exciting, but just trying to stay inside and stay safe. I'll tell I, doing puzzles is an underrated activity, in my opinion. I mean, once you get started, like my, my parents are huge puzzle people. So when I was growing up, like we'd sit down and, and I'd kind of like, you know, doing a puzzle at first when I was a kid was like a, kind of an eye roll deal, right? But then once you get started and you get going, like doing a puzzle is a great way to kind of like at least pass the time. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's almost therapeutic. I mean, I love doing crossword puzzles too. So anything that kind of gets my brain going and I can try to solve something, um, I'm all in on. So uh, yeah, it passes the time. It's something to do. And, uh, you know, it's, like I said, anything you can do right now to kind of keep yourself busy so you don't go completely insane at home is good. So, so on the bus, uh, for example, are you a crossword puzzle guy? You got, you got the book out or the newspaper? And I mean, yeah, USA Today. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll dominate that every day. How about the New York Times one? Those are tough, but I can, I can, I can finish them for the most part. Uh, the wow. Saturday one's always tough, but uh, yeah, I've been doing them since I was playing. So it's, it's a mindset. It's a way to kind of look at. Uh, I guess the words are what they're trying to explain. It's not easy, but I love it. I get lost every time, man. I, the, the New York time, my grandma used to try and do it. I, I, I can't do it. Okay. 
Let, let's get to uh, let's get to get to know Bobby Crosby now. Now you retired in 2010 as a player. Uh, spent a number of years in the big leagues. Obviously, came up through the A's system. Uh, describe to me how it is that that you got back into baseball. Uh, it was almost two years ago. Um, after I was done playing, I you know I tried to figure out what I was going to do next. Um, I opened a baseball academy in Southern California. Did that for a little bit. Uh, found out that I had a you know a love for teaching. Uh, you know, you forget how much um, you learn from all these great coaches that I have. So, um, so a couple of years ago, I reached out to Billy Bean. You know, we always stayed in contact. And I said, hey, Billy, I want to get back into, into pro ball. And uh, he said, well, sure, I'll come out to Instructional League and let's see where you fit. And I went out there and I, it was, I mentioned this before, it was like Christmas every day. We're getting to to teach guys and be around the guys again. It's something I always loved and I missed um, just being around the guys but then being able to kind of impart different knowledge that I had learned um, I was in heaven so um, they put me in Midland last year and and uh, went from there. Is, is there a difference like you know teaching obviously you know you have a baseball academy and teaching uh, you know teaching the game to kids and, and coaching kids at maybe high school or, or younger age can be a lot of fun but is there a little bit of a difference for you when you get into pro ball is there a different pace to it is there a different I, I just imagine there's something different about even pro ball and even college ball to a certain extent. It's different at every level. And to that point, it's different from player to player. So I, I can deal with a, a 10 year old um, and I'll deal with him a certain, certain way. And I'll deal with a 14 year old and Matt Chapman would come into my, my Academy. He lived right up the street from it. Oh really? Um, yeah. And, and, and he would work out there. So, and I would, you know, and we'd work on stuff and I would, you know, work with him a different way. Um, so it, it just depends, um, depends on the player. Some players are, um, are going to receive knowledge a certain way, like the 10 year old, no matter how old they are, some will receive it where you have to treat them a different way. So it's just knowing the player. So it's, it's not as different, um, as people would think dealing with younger players and dealing with high school players, um, from dealing with minor league players or even big league players. What did you enjoy most about that first experience, kind of going through a season or part of a season in Midland? Being uh, around the guys, um, seeing guys get better, um, being able to impart the knowledge that, that I had from so many good coaches and, and implement something and, and seeing the guy go out there and execute it. To me, that was, that was the best. Um, and I, I love – I always missed being – uh, you know, in the clubhouse, around the guys, uh, enjoying myself with them, joking around, screwing around. Um, all that stuff was um, something that, you know, a lot of guys say when they get out of the game, that's what they miss most. So for me to be back in that atmosphere and be back where it felt home to me, um, it was the whole the whole experience was amazing. You think that's what – because, like, I mean, listen, I, I played through college. I, I didn't get the chance to go out there and do it every single day, uh, you know, from – I guess, March all the way through September or October in some cases. But is that what you miss the most, just being able to go to the ballpark every day, uh, you know, with obviously some, probably some of your best friends, guys that you, you know, you obviously have a lot in common with since you're doing the same thing. I mean, you're basically living your life with those guys for six months out of the year, it seems. But uh, is that what you miss the most? Like, after you retire, was that what you miss the most about, about playing? Yeah, just not, yeah, not having that camaraderie. You know, I played, I played golf when I retired and, you know, you get to meet guys and you get to hang around guys and, um, but it's not the same. It's not, it's not the same as being in a clubhouse with guys and, and grinding it out and, 
Um, you know everything about them. You know their their girlfriends, their wives. Um, you know, and you can joke or kid about them, and if they take it personally, then you you wear them out even more. Um, so it's like little things like that that it's just you know you can't replicate it in any other uh, aspect of life. At least at least what I have found that the clubhouse atmosphere um, with the baseball team it's it's something special, and and we had a great one last year. It's because the guys loved each other. And if you have a bunch of guys that really care about each other and, and are working towards the same goal, it's, it's a lot of fun. Do you think that that is rare in the minor leagues in, in some respects? Uh, it feels to me, at least in the couple of years that I've been around the A's, that the A's might be a little bit unique in that sense, where you hear stories about their current core, Chapman and Pinder and Olsen coming up together, winning together through all those different levels of the minor leagues. You know, whether that's true or not, is that a rare thing to find in the minor leagues where you get a double-A clubhouse and you find guys that really like to be around each other? Uh, I might have a little bit of bias on it, and I haven't been in any other minor league clubhouse, but uh, I think it is. Um, it, you know, it all started with, you know, Keith Littman, um, you know, with, uh, with Keith and the, and the staff uh, that, you know, that, that he has a, that he had around him. Uh, now we have Ed Sprague, who's amazing. Um, but it was uh, – you know, the staff that, that was put together um, and, you know, and the, the people that are in that organization, it's, there's so many good people and, and the A's are so loyal um, that, you know, we want to develop something that is, uh, that is positive and the players uh, really can thrive in. And I, and I think they, they all understand that a, that a loose um, clubhouse atmosphere produces guys that can stick together and guys can, can win together. Like, like you said, Chapman and Pinner and all those guys. It seems like it's every level with the A's then I guess on huh? that, that loose clubhouse atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, it always was when I played there and it, and it still is now. I mean, yeah. guys, guys can almost feel free to be themselves. I've, I've heard about other organizations and um, where it's, it's more military like where it's uh, maybe a little bit more strict and things have to be this way and this way. And the A's kind of allow you to grow and, and be yourself. Um, I just, I feel that what the A's do on a personnel standpoint, as far as with the, with the staff and how they want the staff to relate to the players, I think it's spot on. And like I said, it, Ed Spray took over and he's, he's directing that same message to us. Um, it's just being, you know, uh, finding out about players, finding out what makes them tick. And that's, you know, it's a big goal for us. If players can, um, trust us and, and know that we're there for them, it's a big thing. I think that's something interesting that you just brought up, like, you know, working with different players, finding out what makes them tick because, you know, explaining something one way to one guy might not work the same uh, for another guy. So becoming a successful coach, being maybe even being a successful organization and understanding different personalities, those two kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, I think that's everything. Um, I don't think you could teach everybody the same way. I have my philosophies, whether it's on hitting, whether it's on fielding, um, but I might have to, you know, interpret it a different way. One guy might um, take it um, from me as, you know, I need to put my hand on his shoulder and say, hey, I'm here for you. Another guy, I might have to give him some space. I might need to throw something in. Yeah, you, you have to deal with guys in different ways. And I think that's a, a big part of our job is to learn what, what makes these guys tick. I think if you're a, a coach and you just throw stuff out there, and, hey, this is what I know and, and do that, and you really don't get to, to know the player and who they are, you're not really going to get through to them. I'm a big believer in, in knowing who the player is, knowing what his personality is, 
and if I can if I can get in with that player and really understand him and who he is, I can coach him in a way where he'll be receptive to it. You mentioned your your last year with Midland, and, and we talk about uh, you know developing guys. Is there something special about working with a guy day in day out, and then watching him in a game go out and do what you've been talking about? Oh, I'm you know. I'm sure the people in Stockton will see me this year. Um, you know, if somebody makes a good play or does something that we worked on, I'll be the first one over there to greet them. Uh, it's it's exciting. You know, it's you know, I, I had my time uh, you know to shine a little bit and and do my playing career. And now my my excitement is when I'm working on something with a guy or talk to a guy before the game, and he goes out and performs and does well. That's what makes me feel good. And um, to see a player, you know really you know get better or do something that we worked on uh that's that's everything that's really everything to me and and you know my goal would be to um get those guys um to the next level and have them keep progressing taking your experience as a player how how do you feel like that can um enhance what you can offer to a younger player well i think i they know i've been there they know that I've, i've gone through everything they've they've uh they're going through and i think they also know that you know i played uh you know, a good amount of time in the big leagues, and that's where they want to be. Um, so they, they understand that I'm not um, throwing stuff out there just to throw it out there. I'm doing, you know, trying to teach them things and, and educate them where, where they know that not only that I've, uh, I've experienced it, but I also want them to, to feel that I, I, I care, and I, because um, I do, uh, and I really want them to get that sense of, you know, he, he's here to help us. And I think the experience, um, you know, maybe they'll buy in a little bit quicker um, because I had the experience, but I also wanted to buy in because they genuinely know that, I, that I'm trying to do what's best for them. And that's where that individual, I mean, the, coaching the individual, that's where that really comes in handy, right? Because, you know, if, if you're treating every guy different, every, if you're treating every guy like an individual guy, they really feel that you care about their success. Yeah, and, and it's it's – it's really, I mean, it's not something that's hard to do, and it wasn't hard last year, because right. I really did care about the guys in the clubhouse, and we, you know, um, so it was, it was an easy thing to do, is to care about these guys and care about their lives, and it just naturally came uh, to where, you know, we would work on stuff, and they knew that I was really trying to help them, so it's, it's by, by no means being fake with them. Uh, a player can see that if you're just blowing smoke. They can see it. Um, it's actually really caring and really trying to help them out, uh, and and they, and they see that, and and it, and it, and it you know it turns uh, from that into them going on the field and being able to perform and, and do the things that we worked on. It's the perfect time to purchase a new car today at Chase Chevrolet. Take advantage now of model year and inventory reduction prices and supplier pricing on select 2019 vehicles. You can always count on Chase Chevrolet for the best prices, best service, and easiest car buying experience. And now, back to our episode. You mentioned the, the loyalty that, that the A's organization has to... Um, well, you mentioned the loyalty the A's organization has, and you see that, uh, you know, up and down the organization in the coaching ranks. I mean, Adam Rosales uh, is, is going to be coaching in the minor leagues, right? Kevin Kuzminov, Mark Kotze at the big league level, Ryan Christensen played for the A's yourself. I'm sure that says something different to all different levels of, of a player, you know, that loyalty. And it's probably not something you, you come across every day in professional sports. 
No, I, I think they, they understand. I think anyone who's been around the Oakland A's organization understands that um, the system is loyal and they're, they're not loyal um, to a fault. You have to, you have to right. do your job and uh, they want good people. And, and they brought back, like I played with Tate forever. He's amazing. Um, I've, I've got to know uh, Coos and Rosales and, and they're amazing. And, uh, the staff we have there, I, I can't say enough about them. Um, so I've made so many good friends and, and I have a lot of respect for so many guys that um, are on the staff. But it, it shows a player that, you know, the players know, let me put it that, the players know what type of staff we have. And, and they respect the guys and they respect whoever is talking to them. And that goes a long way opposed to maybe another organization that um, they, they have a quick turnover every single year. Right. And it's, it's a new guy coming in and it's a new guru um, opposed to our staff where, who are loyal and there's guys who've been around a long time. And but our staff are guys who, because they've been around a long time, need to continue to learn and continue to get better and grow and learn the analytics side and learn different sides of the different sides of the game and we got a staff like that everybody that comes in these meetings on the staff side um genuinely cares about these guys and it's 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 an awesome thing we're talking to the new manager of the stockton ports bobby crosby what are you looking forward to most about kind of running your own show being the manager um i think uh seeing players develop I think I'll, I want to end up having a, a clubhouse atmosphere that is a, um, a very, very positive one. Um, I, I believe last year, at times, we didn't have um, uh, as much talent as some other teams at times, but we were so tight knit. And I feel that the big league club is that way, has been that way at times too. Yeah. I, I feel that is very underrated. Um, so, I'm looking forward to having a, a great clubhouse. I'm looking forward to seeing guys get better. And I, and, you know, I want to win. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, and, and we are, we're going to win. Um, I, I don't, I don't foresee any other way. Uh, so I want to teach these guys how to win. I want to teach them how to prepare. Um, so for me, it's, it's more, it's more just seeing guys get better and, and guys move on and it'll, it'll be, um, It'll be tough for the team when, when guys get moved up, but that's my goal is to have every guy get to Stockton and, and move up and get better and continue on with their career. You bring up an interesting, an interesting point and something that I wrote down here. How, as, as a minor league manager, because we know that in the, you know, in the big picture, it's about player development, right? But, yeah. you know, I mean, we talked about how important it is for teams to win, just like we talked about with the, with the current A's core and, you know, how that's talked. How do you balance, you know, or maybe they're one and the same. How do you balance winning with player development? Well, my, my job is to not only instruct them and, like I said, and teach them how to, to handle themselves in a, in a clubhouse and how to respect their teammates and different things like that, but it's also to teach them how to win and how to play the game the right way. So if, if we lose one guy, um, like as we did last year, uh, you know, you bring another guy in and – you're gonna you're gonna follow what we're doing here. You're you're, you're not gonna be the one person that is is not following the program. So even though even if we lose someone who which we will, who's very talented and he moves up, the person we get from the level below will will be he'll be forced I guess in order uh, in order to survive in the clubhouse to do things the way that we're doing it, and that'll be a winning atmosphere, and that will be playing the game the right way. That'll be respecting your teammates and respecting your coaches. And uh, 
if, if he doesn't do that, then he'll be an outcast pretty quick. But I don't, I don't see, I don't foresee that happening. I, I see someone buying in when they come in, and that uh, that whole process will just continue on. Do you remember how the conversation went and kind of how you felt when when you were told that you, your next stop was going to be a manager in the Cal League? Uh, well, I talked to Grady Fuson and Ed Sprague and and Lip and. I talked to Grady when he came into Midland and I said, you know, what do you, what do you foresee me doing? And he goes, Oh, I got an idea. I said, okay, well, what's that? I, was, oh, I don't know. We'll see. Said, okay. Well, uh, and then I went to instructional aid and they had me be one of the managers and I said, okay, well maybe this is, is what they're foreseeing for me. And uh, then I, you know, went out to dinner with them and they, you know, kind of brought it up to me and I said, I would love to do that. I, uh, I, I love, I loved what I did last year. I was a fourth coach, but I, I felt like I, uh, I really tried to relate to the players and talk to them and, and be almost a, a second manager in, in a way where it's someone that can teach them and educate them. And, you know, I helped out Steiny with uh, a lot of the things that he was doing in, in double A. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a good experience last year. And it was, it was very cool when they told me that, you know, they wanted me to manage and, and they were going to have me go to Stockton. It was, it was awesome. Have you been to Banner? You have been to Banner. You rehab there one year, right? Yeah, I was there for three days, I believe. <laughs> have you been back since? I haven't. No, I was looking forward to being there this year. I Thanks know. I, it, it, I love the ballpark. I mean, what, what do you remember about the ballpark and the Stockton community? Just the three days yeah. that we were there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember much. I remember it was a really nice park. Uh, I think I was in my own little world at that point. Right. Get with you and I, I think I got a single one time and they actually had a bobblehead. I don't know if it was that night, but they, there, there's some bobblehead with me in a Ford's jersey, which is kind of cool. Uh, so, we'll have to uh, dig that up. We, we, we've got to be able to find that somewhere. Oh, uh, it's out there. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah. I've, I've signed a few and I think my parents have, have one. So yeah, it's, it's definitely out there. So uh, yeah, it was, it was, you know, a cool experience going down there and uh, you know, obviously I was rehabbing, so I was just trying to do my work and, and get my stuff in and get back and, yep. and help out the A's. But uh, it was, you know, it was a good three days. Okay, so you've got your staff, um, yep. which is Brian McArns, the hitting coach. He'll be back for another year. Chris Smith, pitching coach. Javier Herrera is uh, in his first year uh, coaching with Stockton. Um, so you kind of before I hit record here, you, you mentioned some of the, you know you mentioned these guys, and I think um, we're kind of getting a feel for uh, you know how everybody with the development staff, every, all the minor league coaching staffs kind of work with one another, but what are you looking forward to uh, in working with these guys for an entire season? Oh, well, well, Smitty has been awesome. You know, we text uh, at least a couple times a week and we were talking a lot during, during spring training and even in instructional league. So, uh, you know, he's, you know, I know he's, you know, being another former major leaguer, uh, him being on the staff is, is amazing. And he's such a great guy. And, and Javier Herrera, uh, we, uh, we were in the organization at the same time. Talk about a guy who cares uh, about, about the players and cares about his job and what he does. He's, uh, he, every day he would come in and go, hey, what can I do? What, you know, what, what do you need me to do? Whatever you want me to do for the season, I'm in. Like, he's a guy who's a workaholic uh, and wants to get better. And um, I'm excited for that. And Mac, I've known Mac forever. Uh, Mac was my hitting coach in single A. Oh, when really? I was in, Modesto, in Modesto, yeah. So me and Mac have a long history. We've always been tight. Uh, it's going to be fun uh, for him to, you know, be working with him again uh, on, on a different level. 
but it's good to have someone who's been in the organization for so long and and he's uh, very much respected by the players and, and they buy into what he does. So, I mean, when I got my staff and they said, hey, this is who it's going to be, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is legit. This is awesome. So, uh, you know, I was very much looking forward to it, uh, but it'll, it'll have to be on hold for now. Uh, yeah, it'll have to be on hold for now, but I love that because, yeah, I feel like as a player, you kind of, you, you get the feeling when your coaching staff is all on the same page. It doesn't sound like that's going to be a problem at all in Stockton. No, no, I don't. I don't foresee any drama with the coaching staff. I don't foresee any, you know. And we'll we'll have our um, times where you know, we'll have our own opinions. But uh, these guys are, you know, they're pros. Uh, like I said, with Smitty playing the big leagues and Javi's work ethic and knowledge and Mac being in the system forever. I don't. And we all get along. Like we couldn't wait to to sit down and talk. And we had a few meetings in spring training just on our own. Just hey, let's. I mean, what are we going to do this year? What's, you know, and just awesome conversations. So, uh, yeah, it's um, like I talked about the clubhouse atmosphere, which I feel is a big part. Uh, I think I am hoping, and I, and I know they will, they're going to feed off of our, you know, positive energy and the fact that we all love each other and get along. Because uh, that's what I want the players to do. I want them to care for each other, love each other, be there for each other, stick up for each other. And I, I, know, the, I know the will. Be on the lookout for the second of my two-part conversation with Bobby, which will be featured on our next episode coming Friday. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Portside Pod. If there are topics or interview subjects you'd like to hear on future episodes, tweet at me, at ajensen86. The Portside Pod is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other platforms, as well as at our home, anchor.fm stockton-ports. You can also visit the Ports website at stocktonports.com and follow the Ports on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and other social media platforms. Until next time, I'm Alex Jensen. Please stay safe, and we'll talk to you on the next episode of the Portside Pod.